Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wafu FM. It's time! Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Chris and Chris Show. I'm Chris with a John Carpenter C. Mm. And I'm Chris with a knife K. Knife! Mm. Very nice. Because <laughs> um, it's Halloween month here on the Chris and Chris Show. We're doing four of the Halloween movies, not the entire series. That would be silly. Mm. It would um, be painful. What, it would. One. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll start with the original, the classic from 1978, John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, yeah, I already know what we're doing if you listened last week. Yes. If you if you didn't, just go back and listen to last show. Mm. Get it downloaded. If you miss, if why did you skip Lethal Weapon Month? Yeah. If that's the case, what's my way? <laughs> <laughs> the most popular show yet. Apparently. Don't know why. <laughs> um, that's a good show, just, you know, it's just strange. Um, so, yeah, it's for another reason, where, of course, the works that we're doing it just didn't click when we're announced it but it's the 40th anniversary of the original movie this year yeah that's yeah, uh, a pretty pretty cool tie-in mm. uh, we, we planned this obviously uh, well obviously yeah <laughs> um, it's getting is it getting a, i just saw this last night but it's getting a 4k release isn't it halloween yep. yeah i think it's already out in the states i don't yeah. know about when it's out over here yeah. no not a steelbook though i don't think or anything it's just I've a I got the 35th anniversary still, but that's enough for me. Fuck, 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 stupid shit. I still haven't, uh, yeah, well, it's exactly true. It's just an excuse to whack another 10 quid on the price. Pretty much, um, yeah. I don't have it on Blu-ray, I need to get it. There's, there's certain films I always look at my collection and go, why haven't I got it? Yeah. I think it's just because I'm always waiting for some nice version. I should have got mm. the 35th one. You can still get it. I think you can probably still get it. I don't think it was a limited thing, I don't no. think. Although, you know, but fucking steelbooks are like that. It's probably like 800 quid. Mm, yeah. Although, like uh, I've said before, that they tend to fluctuate fit. Like, and there's there's a lot of steelbooks that I wanted a couple of years ago, and when I look at them now on on, uh, on eBay and stuff, they're like four, mm. 14, 15 pound. Yeah. I think, like, it just goes to show, like, uh, yeah. yeah. sometimes it's worth waiting. It's the collectors that put the fucking rarity on them sometimes, and they're mm. not even limited, and people just say steelbook and think, oh, it must be rare. It's like, yeah, no. yeah. It's still a mass-produced item most of the time. I'm just keep like whinging about this. I'm sure Stacey's sick of hearing about it, but uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the Last Jedi steelbook. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but like you know, like just chills are like fucking charging thirty nine ninety nine and stuff on eBay for it. Yeah. And it's like I'll wait, I'll wait, I will get it, but it'll, it'll eventually drop to like twenty quid, and then I'll scoop, yeah. I'll scoop it up because that's like that is a totally like they, they didn't like. Do a limited run of them. No, there will have been no. thousands of those fuckers. So, yeah. and it'll only be a matter of time before people are like, mm, you know what? I, it is kind of shit that film. I'll sell my <laughs> copy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any of the fucking. I didn't get Force Awakens. I didn't get a special edition. I just got the regular one. Okay. Well, you know, with the fucking like light or dark side sleeve or whatever. Mm, yeah. 
Well, it's kind of the only option for a regular DVD, so I just got, like, the Dark Side one, I think. I don't know. Was it? Like yeah. Kylo Ren on or something? Or? No, it's just, like, a sort of red cover, kind of, mm-hmm. I think. Um, with, like, the theatrical poster art on the actual box. Mm. Uh, oh, did you see that post I put on Facebook a couple of weeks ago with the limited edition DVD set of Friday the 13th that, like, FYE's doing in America? No, no, I must have missed that. Fucking stupid, man. Yeah? How <laughs> come? Like, like, it's fucking... you got eight... There's only eight films, not, like, the rest of them. Mm, the usual so licensing got, thing. I don't think so, because no. they've already released a box set with all of them in on Blu-ray. Mm. It just seems like it's probably a repack of, like, the old eight-film box set. Mm. From, like, t- 10, 12 years ago. So, basically, you get eight films on DVD, not Blu-ray, housed... In a metal lunch box. <laughs> Who? What the fuck? Why? Mm. What has that got to do with Friday the 13th? Yeah, it's weird. It's not like it's not a kid's film at all. Or yeah, it has like, no, you, like, and which adult's going to like buy it to have the lunch in? It's like, it's just, I said, and it's just more like shiny bollocks for people to be like, oh, I must buy it because limited. Hmm, yeah, definitely. Fucking save your fucking money. Jesus. I hate like unnecessary, just special editions and that. I mean, I saw the worst of it working at HMV and like, always been tempted by them and mm. then like buying I, I, I maybe just like bought into it for like one or two years you know like a bit, oh there's like a new version of like alien coming out and it comes with like this or that mm. but then eventually you're like it, it is all just like bollocks it's like yes bollocks. cheaply manufactured rubbish that you don't need yeah in the main you know like these collector's models and like statues and stuff like that and it's it's all crap really like yeah, just fucking takes up space at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Um so speaking of uh well, news I suppose. We'll get to the news. Yes. The news News What news there is. Well, there's a little so, bit of news. There's a little bit of news. Um Arrow announced the December slate the other day and Arrow once again just fucking doing that like su- supposedly tombola fucking <laughs> licenses that only guy will fucking release this. <laughs> They're releasing Waterworld, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really is cool. That way. it's coming out when is it? Uh, December the tenth. I said mm-hmm. uh, U.S. and U.K. Is there? Yeah, we're one day ahead. U.S. is eleventh uh, of December. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the set looks really cool. Comes with a like a poster. It'll have like reversible sleeves as usual. Classic uh, arrow um, But I think like like what we were talking about the other night. Biggest surprise. Uh, I mean, disc disc one's got the usual complement of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, high definition, remastered. Uh, it's got a featurette on it and stuff. But disc two is uh, it's got like the extended cut of the film. Yeah, I had no idea there was an extended mm. cut. I mean, it seems like one of those films that would obviously have a longer version, considering how much it cost and how long yeah. the shoot was, but I didn't know there was one available. Mm. No, I mean, and also, I mean, it says, yeah, it's 40 minutes longer than the theatrical yeah. cut. That's mental. Because, so, yeah. like, I mean, I've never... I really enjoy the film, but I've never, like, sought out, you know, like, the history of it or the no. trivia. So, you Me know. either, apart from, like, this shit everyone knows, that it went way over budget and, like, the set disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like m- mostly the reason for the budget, wasn't it? Really? Because like, I think I think so. Because yeah. the entire set was like destroyed, well, I floated mean, away. Or something. I think it was like it was fucking high anyway, and then shit like that piled on top of it. And mm. Crazy. So, yeah, I'll probably get it to be honest. Because to be fair, it's been a while since I've seen it. So mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. Good couple of years, and it's mm. you know it's classic formula. It's Mad Max and water in it. Yeah, it's it's a good film. Yeah. I think like it's it's a shame that it's one of those films where like it's. It's not bad box office, it just it had no chance of making back the money it cost to make. It's just one of those mm. unfortunate things. It's like that kind of sours people's <laughs> view on it. They maybe haven't seen it because they think that 
yeah. that translates into it being a bad film, and it's not really. It's not a fucking masterpiece, mm. but it's not a, like a piece of shit. No, it's just the power. It's the power of media. Like when there's news stories out there saying, "Oh, this film is is, is performing poorly," like the mm. masses will like kind of see it as a as a poor movie. It's, yeah, because people yeah. are conditioned to believe that less money means shit film, and they mm. know. Look at the shit that makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Transformers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings. Mm. <laughs> You love Lord of the Rings. Just fucking twisting the knife. But, uh, <laughs> fuck Lord um, of the Rings. Oh, I mean, to be fair, those films haven't aged too well. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're beloved films. Anyway, did you see the other films on the, the December slate? I suppose we should uh, mention them. I saw Elvira, because people have been banging on about when they released that. They've been talking about it. It's one of those films that keep mentioning that they've got for ages, but they never got around yeah, to, so yeah. everyone's looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and the Bl- Bl- it's a bloody, bloody birthday. birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so... I've yeah. never seen I've never seen either of those. I thought I like Elvira and stuff, but I've never seen the film. No, no me neither, so yeah, that's not bad. It's a random bunch. It's mm. it's nice to see Arrow doing like another sort of mainstreamy cult film again. Yeah, that's the always surprise people with those. Like the big trouble little China one was a surprise. Mm. And the Bebs as well. Yeah. And uh, Waterworld's a big surprise, but mm. yeah. yeah it's true. good though because you know for a fact, I don't know who the fuck made uh Waterworld was it Universal? Universal. Yeah, because Univ- the logo at the start yeah, of the film. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because yeah. like, Universal are never going to fucking bump, bump out like a fucking two disc 4K Blu ray of it. Nah. So. nah, they're not going to spend the money on it. So really? that's why it's good there's companies like Arrow who will take, like, almost take it off their hands and do it for them almost. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I, can't, I couldn't imagine Universal ever doing a big special edition of the Babes either. So. No, no, true. But two films that have. A crazy, uh, maybe that's what Arrow are going for. They're pick- oh, yeah, yeah, they're going for the cult favourite. No, but I mean, they're picking the Universal films where the movie starts with the Universal logo and then uh, transitions into the film. <laughs> just for someone really specific, with a really specific theme. <laughs> yeah, because it's just ironic that both those films do that. True, yeah, yeah fuck, that is, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you, go, you got any more films where you start with a logo and you can't in it? <laughs> what? <laughs> So like, if only we could get like par- like um, Indiana Jones and stuff and yeah, like, Alien oh, man, Three, fucking guy from Arrow's on the phone again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why every time I do a fucking impression of a studio exec, he sounds like he's from the fucking thirties. <laughs> it's like Al Capone or something. What is making pictures over here? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially sounds like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. There was a great article I saw on uh, IMDb the day. It was like a, a bunch of people who worked for Harvey Weinstein wrote articles about the time with him and stuff. Mm. And the headline was something like, it was like working for a disgusting baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, what a fucking line that is. Disgusting baby. Just <laughs> like the, the baby out of Roger hor- Rabbit or something. Yeah, it's a big horrible man child. <laughs> Just disgusting baby. I was like, genius. Okay. Um, any other, well, they have don't fucking hell. You've seen the Bumblebee trailer? <laughs> uh, well, I've seen a Bumblebee trailer mm. um, at the cinema. It's just the only thing I can think of. It looked fucking thrilling. Um, yeah, to be fair, I watched the trailer and I thought, you know what, Like visual, visually, like visual effects-wise, it doesn't look as migraine-inducing as a fucking Transformers film. Yeah, it's, it's not directed by Michael Bay. It's more of a character film, isn't it, really, than it but is. But just like when loads of shit's going on mm. in the trailer, I wasn't like having a seizure because mm. that's transfer. I've never seen a full Transformers film every time I say a clip I'm like how the fuck do people sit through this in IMAX mm. for three hours so it, it looked clearer and it looked quite funny yeah yeah it could be alright like the big thing is just separating from fucking the director and stuff that's the big yeah. thing <laughs> yeah. and uh, it doesn't have that horrible Michael uh, Bay 
uh, colour correcting style of let's just turn the fucking saturation up. I mean, my biggest problem with Transformers films is, as well was it presents itself as like set in the real world, but then mm-hmm. it like doesn't do real world things. You know, yeah, like yeah. we've talked about this before, but like characters are getting like punched by transformers and like bouncing off walls and then like falling down a skyscraper and standing back up and stuff and Dust, it's like dusting themselves up. yeah and it's like it's weird it's like it's like a, it, it, something you'd expect from a cartoon which is fair enough but yeah. then when the film's like presenting itself like no no it's set in the real world this is like if transformers happen now this is what it would look like mm. but then like they don't have reality it's it's a kind of a weird mix that's the, the one thing that i always hate about those films is like oh, it's, it, it's really jarringly apparent like people just go through crazy like they would just definitely die and i'm not one of them yeah. people that's like oh no that's ridiculous he would he would be knocked out in one punch like mm. i can suspend like my disbelief a little bit but yeah sometimes but, but, but don't take the piss yeah, yeah so so hopefully it doesn't have that where like it breaks me like immersion in the film where i'm like oh no that's fucking stupid yeah and what about the uh, the speed of trailers did you see the dark phoenix trailer no, fuck, I forgot to watch it. I saw, I was like, I better watch that, because we'll probably talk about it on the show. But It'll be like Sophie Turner for like two hours looking disinterested. <laughs> she's, she's just like, where's me bag of money? Gives me bag of money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, I don't know, did you see that Apocalypse film? The, the last yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Like, it, I did quite enjoy it. I mean, you know, Oscar Isaacs looks fucking ridiculous in it. Yeah. Um, totally wrong idea. They should have gone the CGI route like Thanos. Yeah, they probably should have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but, like, Sophie Turner in it playing um, Jean Grey, like, she, she just fucking dialed it in. Completely dialed it in. It was like. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say that. What's she from, though? She's from G- something. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's a bit weird. Like that, it's weird that they've decided to make another one. To be honest, I, I could have swore that would be the last one. Yeah, well, you know the fucking the rights are leaving them soon, and uh, they already had a cliffhanger, so they just had to, I suppose. Yeah, um, but this will. I reckon this film will lead into uh, an X Men thing. I mean, like that's my theory. What do you mean? Um, I reckon they'll they'll because like Marvel are going to take the reins and stuff, um, and I think. This bit probably probably not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. If there was like some sort of teaser at the end of this one mm. to like an X Men universe, but I think in the next X Men, in the next like Marvel film, I don't know if that character might turn up. Like they'll just fucking throw a bag of money at Sophie Turner and be like, "Will you appear in the film for the first ten minutes?" Mm. And uh, it'll link into like Rogue or something. I reckon they're ready for unveiling Rogue. Oh yeah, she's not even in these ones, is she? No, and I think they'll they'll do a rogue thing. They'll they'll be like, oh, let's let's start off with rogue. Um, so I don't know. Very female, you know. Captain Marvel's on the horizon, mm. and I know like Rogue got her powers from Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, like that's why she flies around and shit. Yeah. Um, so like, maybe it's the going down that route. Like, there's a lot of women all of a sudden. And I could just see it, like, fitting in. And, you know, so I too many bloody women. <laughs> get, get to root my films. Get uh, back in the kitchen. No, it's, it's good, but that's what I mean. It's, it's prime for, like, I think, the, uh, like, a good, powerful rogue being, like, a part of the... So I don't think they'll, like, in the next Marvel film, they'll be like, boom, here's the X-Men. Mm, no, I don't But know. I think if they're going to go via the X-Men route, they'll probably, they might start with rogue. Because I think... Yeah, but, yeah, but, the, yeah, but if Marvel does X-Men, it's not going to tie in with these films, though. I don't think so. Maybe, but maybe They'll want to start again because, like, it, there's too much. And it, yeah, I suppose They've, they've like, never yeah. crossed all the, in all this time, so... Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Although I suppose, though, because they could, because 
these new X-Men films aren't set now. They're, like, set in the past, aren't they? Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking, like, they might just go down the route of, like, different X-Men that we've not seen yet. And, like, yeah, ha- could, have, like, yeah. Gambit and stuff and, like, uh, Iceman or whatever, like, from the original lineup. And they've already got, like, Colossus. They might kind of tie in some... Because I, th- I don't think they'll get rid of, like, the um, the Deadpool character. No, they'll, they'll keep him, definitely. And that's, that's like, the weird thing, because, obviously, that's more of a... a yeah, and that's actually thing. tied in with this current X-Men universe. Yeah. It's so fucking confusing. Yeah, definitely. So. I hate this shit. Fucking universe. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Just make films, fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so what's the, how does the trailer look, anyway, apart from Sophie <laughs> Turner down the Um Yeah, it looks all right. It, it's not like the world exploding, so it'll probably be all right, actually. Mm. I think yeah. it's one of them films where, like, there's not a lot of pressure on it, so it, it could surprise people. Mm. Um, and like uh, it, it's, it just seems to be more about the characters and how everyone's like not getting along and stuff. I hope they don't do like th- there's a few things I wouldn't want. Like I hope they don't do another Quicksilver scene. Or what is it, Quicksilver? You know the guy that speeds around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like I hope they don't try to top that again. I think that's done now. They did that in both the previous films. Yeah, they did. That. Um, and obviously they've said there's no Wolverine in this one for definite. Yeah. Hugh, yeah. Hugh Jackman's definitely not in it. No. So uh, yeah, it looks it just looks all right actually. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, that's partially why I think I still haven't got around to watching Infinity War yet because. You know, yeah. that just is a bunch of shit exploding <laughs> for three hours. It is. And, and I know it how is. it ends, so I'm just like, there's going to be no surprise. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's really no reason for us to watch it. I've seen clips of, like, the big bits and stuff, mm. and I know how it ends. Mm. And I'm just like, I'll see. I'm just not in any rush to see it. Well, I mean, you shouldn't let it put you off, because, like, I mean, I knew how it would end, just based on the comic books, basically. I, I knew that he does actually snap his fingers, so... Oh, yeah, I was expecting mm. something like that, but, like, you know, which characters die, Yeah, true. blah, 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 the fucking fading away thing because of fucking people with the fucking memes after they mm. got out of the cinema fucking two seconds later yeah it was always a film that you're it, it, unless you saw it in the first like month it was mm. it was impossible not to spoil because <laughs> I, I didn't even know what the meme was at first it was literally the fucking day after it came out and it was the I don't feel so good thing mm. and I was like, and, I, and I was like what's this like why am I seeing this all over the place and someone in like comment was like spoilers and I was like put two and two together and was like it's infinity war <laughs> I'll force it upon you if you come over. No, it's not. It's not that I don't want to say it. I'm not no, doing a fuck. I'm not doing a fucking dark night with it. Like fuck shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it is a good film. It is. No, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it is. It's just like with seeing so much of it and knowing yeah. exactly what happens, it just makes us like not rush to say it. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's kind of hard to like if you know like all the key scenes and stuff. It's kind of like, yeah. what's the point. <laughs> It'd be kind of like if someone was like. Oh, you've seen Psycho now. Oh, you love him, man. It's, he's like it's this, this guy who dresses up as his mother and kills people. And you're like, well, cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to see it now. It's fucking ruined. You've basically just described a modern day trailer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, like you, you know, know what's going to happen, basically. It's like we think trailers are bad now, but I was like watching the um, the Halloween trailer oh. on the Blu-ray, and I was like, God, like you forget. Like, if you haven't seen the film, it's not a spoiler, obviously. But if you've seen the film and watched the trailer, you're just like, it's the whole end of the film. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because it's all the action scenes. The trailer's just Jamie Lee Curtis being chased by Michael Myers. I'm like, what a fucking... Jesus, it's a good job. Did people have fucking short-term memories back then or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, and no more news then? No, not really. The only, uh, I did want to mention, it's kind of movie-related, but not. Mm. Uh, did you see that the shit about Lindsay Lohan? 
Um, like, I saw, yeah, when I was looking on IMDb before, I saw something. I couldn't be able to read it because I can't stand it. No, it, it's not an amazing video, to be honest, because she, she's like filming it on her own mobile. Yeah. But, but it, it's just a bizarre set of circumstances that I can't wrap my head around. <laughs> she, she, like, she's in Russia, apparently. And, yeah. and she's filming herself like in a street in like at night at Russia on her own, and she's like, "Oh, I've just met like this Lithuanian family. I'm gonna go over and speak to them." And then she's like speaking to these like people that are like they're homeless. Clearly, they're yeah. like sitting. Yeah, I saw something about homeless. Yeah. And she's like bothering them, like, "Oh, come with me. Don't." She's she basically like she's either on something or, or extremely drunk. Oh, um, wow. And she's like, "Oh, you know, like you come with me, and don't you fuck with me? Do you know who I am?" And the family are like, "Right, let's get out of here." And then she's like, she's making Arabic noises. But, like, people online are like, she's definitely not speaking Arabic, because, like, I speak Arabic, and it's gibberish what you're saying. Mm. But, so, she's, like, she's pretending she speaks Arabic, um, basically. <laughs> um, and then she's following this family, and the, like, mum turns around and punches her in the face. <laughs> oh, if I'd known that fucking happened, I would have watched it. <laughs> and then she, like, films herself, like, I'm so upset right now. Oh, fuck off, Laura. And it's like, that is so weird. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I mean, I know she's been having, like, a 10-year meltdown, but... <laughs> She Fucking just long on that. It went quiet. Yeah. It went quiet though for a bit, and then she just comes back on the scene with like the mother of all like crazy meltdown videos. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But she sounds like really hoarse as fuck as well. Yeah, she's all like, "I'm gonna go get his family." And it's like, oh my god, yeah. like where she come from, and is she just fucking living on the streets now? Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Hope Jamie saw it. He loves Lindsay Lohan for some reason. <laughs> I was just about to piss out for her on the old show. Oh, it's one of them where it's an interesting case study for like she was one of the Disney children, you know, like she was going somewhere, she was going oh, to be a star. She's, she's like the modern Drew Barrymore, like yeah. how Drew Barrymore was in the eighties and nineties. But not, you not know, bad though. <laughs> I was going to say exactly. She only she she didn't pull herself out of it. Yeah, uh, fucking hell, uh, crazy. Like I said it's just fascinating to look at these people. It's like um, Miley Cyrus and stuff. You know, these mm. like these these girls that are all like a shining beacon of, of like wholesomeness. But then as soon as they get eighteen, they just go completely off the rails. Yep, like yep. fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Miley Cyrus fucked off into obscurity because she was getting on my nerves. Yeah, like I've seen some awful like photo shoots of her like. Sucking on a nightstick and all that oh, sort of she's stuff. It's just, just so trivial. Yeah, and, and it's like, Jesus. Look at me, I'm edgy. No, you're a knob. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> Your dad's Billy Ray fucking Cyrus. You're not edgy. <laughs> fucking hell. Yes. There you go. Well, that's, that's the news. <laughs> <laughs> that's the news. <laughs> news. So shall we get on with the film? The film. The film. So, uh, Halloween, uh, we'll go over, like, the lead-up to it. I mean, it's one of those, you know, backstories a lot of people will know for the horror fans, but you never know if someone's listening to this, they never know what the fuck Halloween is. Hmm. As Stanley always says, everyone's comic book is someone's first comic book, hmm? and everyone's, every Chris and Chris show is someone's first Chris and Chris show. That's the beauty of, uh, of podcasting. <laughs> so, uh, this was John Carpenter's fourth film, technically. There was Dark Star in 74, Salt and Precinct 30 in 76. In, just before Halloween, he made the TV movie Someone's Watching Me, which is kind of like the forgotten about Carpenter. It's pretty good, though. Mm. It's not like it feels totally like a Carpenter film, because, you know, it's restrained by being a TV movie. But mm. uh, he was kind of a director for hire on Halloween. He always calls it an assignment picture. He was given the idea of a killer stalking babysitter. It's going to be called The Babysitter Murders. Mm. <laughs> very beautiful yeah. 70s exploitation style. 
Because it, it all kind of came along, didn't it? The whole Halloween idea, like, later on, really. Yeah, and then the idea to set it just on one night for, I guess, budget budgets, purposes. Budgets, yeah. yeah. So th- I think they decided, like, if they set it on one night, people wouldn't have to dress differently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all all yeah. these, like, funny things you don't really think of when you make no, them. No, but it's, it totally makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, he co-wrote it with his pro- the producer and his partner at the time, Deborah Hill. Uh, she did all the teen girl dialogue, and he did all the male dialogue. Well, Loomis, but you can totally tell when you watch yeah. the film because the teen dialogue seems really genuine, doesn't it? Like teen yeah. girl dialogue. Yeah, and it's it, it's an interesting idea that like two different people would write, uh, you know, from like different backgrounds or different sexes, and it mm. kind of works, really. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, uh, it's Jamie Lee Curtis's first movie as a movie debut, and over the next few years, should become like the Scream Queen with like the Fog and Prom Night and all that jazz. Mm. Uh, Donald Pleasant said uh, when he did the film, I always loved this story because his daughter was a fan of the Salt and Priest. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's and pretty the, nice, isn't it? The first choice, Christopher Lee. What do you think it would have? I think it would have been. It, I love Pleasant in it, but um, I can imagine Christopher Lee in this role. Uh, he he would have lifted the movie up even more, definitely. Like mm. I, I love the film and I love how it is now, but you can't help but laugh at some of Donald Pleasant's acting in it and stuff so yeah we'll get to it but I don't necessarily think it's the acting I think it's the line yeah well yeah it's a, it's a bit um, yeah it, it's hard to chew on um, yeah. so yeah I think Chris Lee he would have it, it would have changed the film like, like I, massively I can imagine I can totally imagine Christopher Lee giving the the blackest eyes the devil's eyes line and being like oh yeah well that's it yeah. so much gravitas yeah and, and, and Christopher Lee he's always from what I've read he's always like a guy that gives a lot of input to a, to a film mm-hmm. and like you know changes things and not like in a dickish way but no. like he has a lot of input on on the what he works on so well, Pleasant, Pleasance was like that apparently on the first one yeah 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 because like I said we'll get it but there's some there's some stuff that I read like where he suggested like how not to do it and how to do mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah which yeah. is cool I suppose you yeah. get that you get that when it's a, an independent film and there's like one big actor involved yeah. in it really I did see a nice quote from Lee where he said it, didn't he say it was like the biggest mistake he'd ever made or something yeah I was going to say Deborah Hill goes into it on the commentary she says like she ran into him years later and he said like he really regretted turning it down because it like kind of rejuvenated Donald Pleasance's career and it probably would have done the same for him yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's cool that he's big enough to acknowledge that and stuff and oh yeah and yeah. Like, well, lift the film up a bit Chris Lee man he's cool as fuck wasn't he mm, yeah. he was like releasing metal albums in his 80s <laughs> <laughs> that's cool as fuck just the fact he's like in World War and all that. He's one of them crazy guys that he's done oh, and he's seen sh- crazy shit. Yeah, I've always meant to track down if there's a, a really good biography. They're written by him or someone else because mm. his life sounds amazing, like yeah. pre the movies, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Nick Castle plays uh, grown up Michael Myers or The Shape, as he's commonly known, and mm. Tony Moran, when he's unmasked, who is a guy who was coasted off that <laughs> since 1978 <laughs> doing conventions. Oh, bless him. He even had a documentary made about him. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just, just like the, he's in the film for five seconds. He's like the Kramer of Halloween. It's, yeah, the real Kramer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, Nick Castle, of course, wanted to be a director. He made Last Starfighter, and uh, one of, uh, did you like the boy who could fly when you were a kid? I think I, I wanted to like it because yeah. because of the poster and stuff in the I video show. When I was a kid. I wanted to be I wanted to be Fred Savage in that movie. <laughs> and then, like when you actually see the film, you just like as a kid, I was just like, it's boring. <laughs> no, it's the thing. As a kid, I really loved it, but I've always I've never watched it since. Maybe I'm always not. curious what I'll think of it now. Yeah, you should give it a go. Yeah, because maybe I'll be the other way around. Because like I said, I, I I just did not like it at all. I think I was playing with me fucking Dino Rider toys or something. I was <laughs> I was too involved in me toys at the time. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, I just remember saying Dino Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Proper like late eighties, early nineties. What a random toy. toy. <laughs> um, so like, I just remember not having zero interest in the film. Like, mm. I was like, I thought the entire film was going to be him fucking flying around and stuff, fighting crime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with like, Dino Riders. Crazy expectation of the film based yeah. purely on the poster. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if I would actually like it as an adult. You probably would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he also was uh, one of the writers on Hook. It's interesting because obviously, like, there's loads of links to, to the Hook because, like, D- isn't Dean Cundy like the DP on Hook and stuff? I think so. Which I always like thinks crazy. It's probably why that film looks like fucking like sex. Like it's every, a really every good look. De- every Dean Cundy movie looks like sex. Yes, <laughs> it totally does. And of course, the mask, which is of course uh, William Shatner, Captain Kirk mask that they just spray painted white and mm. took the eyebrows off and stuff. Which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> like, he apparently finds it. Uh, he was quite pleased when he found out. Though he saw it as a bit of a compliment. So mm. That's nice. You know, he wasn't Al Shatner and be like, "This is ridiculous." Richard, Richard for his uh, his red lawyer phone. <laughs> I demand residuals. <laughs> I want to play him in the next one. Sans mask. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I would pay money for that. Just <laughs> shatting that as Michael Myers. <laughs> Just no violence. And like, but uh, William, you can't act. You can't move your face. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, it was shot for around 300,000, made 70 million worldwide, which is amazing. Mm. Go on with the longest films like Mad Max and The Blair Witch, become like, one of the most profitable independent movies of all time. And, um, yeah, what's the plot, though? Very uh, simple plot. As we've oh. said, it's about babysitters getting killed. Very simple, but uh, to sum it up, a psychiatrist is hot on the heels of an escaped, unfeeling, relentless psychopath who's mm-hmm. returning to his hometown of Haddonfield uh, to continue a murder spree that started with the brutal stabbing of his sister some 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I remember the first time I saw this, though. Like, I don't even think it was the entire film. I think I was waiting for something else to come on, and I caught the last 20 minutes of this. Mm. And, you know, the fucking scariest part of the film when you were a kid. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, fucking hell! Like, I was tense as fuck. And then it ended with, the, we'll get there, but one of the best fucking horror movie endings of all time. Mm. And, like, as the credits were coming up, the TV announcer came on afterwards and went, oh, anyway, next thing, like, he was shitting himself <laughs> watching the end of this And I was like, I fucking know what you mean, mate. It's just in his booth clutching. Yeah, it's totally, it sounded really genuine as well. Like, you'd probably never seen it before. <laughs> uh, instead of a clip, let's play an old radio spot for a change. Oh. I like an old radio spot. Halloween, the motion picture about the most terrifying night of the year. Halloween, the night three teenage girls discover the real trick is to stay alive. Halloween, the night he came home. From Compass International Pictures, rated R. So open with the iconic opening steady cam shot of, well, you don't know at first that you're watching a six-year-old wander around the house. Mm. I mean, what do you think? I mean, the, the, obviously, it's an amazing shot. Like, it's, it's a couple of different shots. Yeah, it's, together, like, but it's like three shots in total, isn't it? Um, but uh, the, the bit that always, like, you know, you could go, well, that's that's strange. And mm. uh, even Carpenter thinks it's a bit odd, like, at least commentary. Like, you know, the bit where he looks up and sees the hand stabbing. It's just a way so the audience knows what's going on, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, but, you wouldn't look at your own hands. <laughs> You could say that, but then again, if you think about it, he's this little psychopath. He'd just be like, fucking hell, check me. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It's Deborah Hill's hands, isn't it, apparently? <laughs> yeah, because she's yeah. got little girly hands. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was quite cool. What do you think of the reveal, though? I think it's great. Like, it still stands up, even if you know it's coming. Like, the way it's cut together with the music and stuff, it's still yeah. quite a shocking moment. Well, I just wonder if, like, people would see it shocking now who've never seen the film before. Yeah, well, because, like, I mean, you're watching it, it's like... 
for some reason it's quite obvious it's a kid, like when the hand reaches forward and stuff and that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it would be apparent to like a brand new audience at the time that it was no. a kid, right up until he like he leaves the house and takes the mask off almost. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be quite hard hitting. Like people would be like, Oh my god, we've just watched a child like brutally murder a a half naked girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, d- I just wonder, like, because since then, we've had a lot of killer kid movies. Yeah. I mean, there was even some before this, but I just wonder if, like, the shock that it had in 78 would be as impactful now to, like, a teenager. No, no, definitely not, no. Mm. Like, people just shrug it off now. Um, mm. but yeah, it's it's nice. Um, I like I like the stuff, like, when he puts the mask on and that, and, like, the, you know, the, mm. p- the POV shots where he's, be- yeah. he's behind the eyes and stuff. Awesome, yeah. yeah, and obviously, there's a, there's a bit of boobage early on. Well, yeah, so you got to start so, off with some boobage. Yeah. So, you're like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that this film's gonna be oh, oh, no, a bit, a bit of boobage, it's gonna be good. I'll, I'll stick <laughs> oh, 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 it's a bit blue, it's a bit blue, I'll stick with it. <laughs> it's it's the one thing in it in a slasher film you've got to establish. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You, you, there's there's gonna be a little a little bit of like nudie going on, yeah. and there's like annoying teens in some form. Once you've marked them off, you're pretty safe, really. Like, yeah, so. well, you know, essentially, this is the blueprint for. Slasher movies going forward. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm one of those people that say, like, you know, Black Christmas got there first. Well, but all, but all the hallmarks come from this film. Yeah. I mean, I think Carpenter himself has said that, like, he loved Black Christmas and made this film because of, like, in the style he did because of Black Christmas. He was yeah, like, I've, quite I've, a big fan. I've, I've heard him say yes and no to that though in different, different interviews. Things. I think. Yeah, it's it's strange. Yeah, because I think when he was on Dead Pit, they brought up the fact that like there was some rumor. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed that like it. There was some some somebody with a sequel to Black Christmas that Carpenter might have been involved in at some point. I don't know. That's probably bullshit. But mm. I think people like you know they really love Black Christmas. Like to be like fuck Halloween. <laughs> mm, that's Black Christmas did it first. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rather than just loving both films for what they are. Yeah, because they're, they're totally different. Yeah. Like fucking Black Christmas is, is you could consider it a slash film, but it's way more psychological. Than yeah, Halloween is. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like Black Christmas just gets under your friggin' skin. Mm. Uh, but we'll uh, meet Dr. Loomis now, who's on his way to pick up Michael from the insane asylum. And uh, I love when they pull up and you've got the creepy shot of all the inmates wandering around in the rain, almost like Night of the Living Dead or something. Yeah, it's interesting that they don't explore the the like the the prison break more, mm. or the, you know the hospital break because yeah. it, it's a, such a throwaway thing. Like, oh, they don't let the inmates walk at night, do they? Or something or whatever she says. Mm. Yeah, it's um, just like they, they just let them wander around in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just interesting that the like. I don't know. It, it establishes it in like one, one or two shots in one mm-hmm. line that he's escaped yeah. from the mental institute. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice hallmark hallmark of like a, a well put together film. Yeah, like, just keep keeps the pace going. It doesn't over explain shit that doesn't need to be explained. Yeah, as we'll get to <laughs> fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah, I made a lot of like future notes for the oh. remake. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and I- also. I watched it last night. I just I didn't watch it for the review. I didn't make notes yet. I mm. just watched it with the commentary because I yeah. don't think I've ever listened to Rob Zombie's commentary. Right, right. I was just getting his fucking thoughts on the thing. Or was he just like, sorry? Oh god! Now that no. I'm watching it again, sorry. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Is he just loving it? It just you know. I'm sure he's quite proud of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll get uh, your favorite line now. Yeah, the <laughs> it's the scenery eating line. <laughs> It's I fucking love it, mate. Yeah. Like, I, I get that it's an over-the-top line. Like, how the fuck do you say, the evil is gone, in a serious way? <laughs> yeah, so he just goes for it. Both yeah. barrels. It's great. Evil is gone from here. It's gone. He's gone. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. I don't know where I read this, whether I read this on IMDb or something, but there's, like, a whole culture of people being pissed off at the fact that Michael Myers knew how to drive a car. 
Well, that was one of Rob Zombie's fucking problems with it. Yeah, and it's, like, it's so weird that, like, I don't know, they, they kind of even explain it in the film, to be honest, like... Like, well, they don't explain it, sorry, but they acknowledge it in the film. Well, he gives them, like, a flippant response, doesn't he? Like, yeah. maybe someone gave him lessons. Yeah, like, because he's like, oh, he seems to be doing a good job of it, and they acknowledge it, but, yeah, there's, like, some sort of, like, weird fan backlash in the community of, like, oh, you know. Just, just nitpicking. <laughs> it, that's the, but that's the thing about this Michael Myers. He's just supposed to be a fucking force of evil. That's all he is. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's just, it, you, you don't, you're not supposed to know. Why did he go crazy? Who the fuck knows? He, he could be the fucking mm. devil for all we yeah. know. I like how brutal Dr. Loomis is about the character. Like, mm. right right from the beginning, he's like, he isn't even referring to him as him. He's just he like, him an it, it, yeah. yeah, and he's just like, you know, he, he, he's just a piece of shit and we need to put him away. That's like, yeah. Dr. Loomis's like sole purpose in life right now is to like yeah. just put him away and keep him off the streets. Keep him under lock and cane, forget about yeah. him, pretty much. So it's, it's nice that, like, again, like that's his character trait and it's established immediately you know who he is you know what he's about and what his goal is yeah uh, without like a massive like fucking 20 minute flashback or anything yeah uh, 20 minutes fucking hell director's cut it's like 50 minutes <laughs> I'm just like why oh we'll get to it we'll get to it <laughs> yeah hold that back hold it I, I meant Rob Zombie's Halloween yeah, <laughs> yeah let's not turn it. this into a Rob Zombie rant no, quite yet I've, I've had to keep that I was gonna every now and then in my notes I was like unlike fucking Ro- no don't put that <laughs> Don't talk about it yet. Because <laughs> I fucking hate that film. Um, uh, we'll meet Laurie now, Jamie Lee Curtis, and uh, Tommy, who should be babysitting later. Mm, yeah, d- like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis fucking oozes charisma, like, immediately yeah. on, the, on like, when she's walking across the street and stuff and that. Mm-hmm. It's something yeah. about her, bless her. Yeah. Really, really yeah, you cool. Can, you can see why she wanted to have the career she did. Yeah. Like, really, like... Like perfect as well, like really, like a, a maternal air about her, mm-hmm. which is perfect for the fact that she's like this babysitting like character. Yeah, uh, yeah, really cool. I'd uh, always like though that Carbon has never taken credit. A bit like Romero with the like, I didn't cast a black guy to make a political statement. I just cast him because he was a good actor. Like, mm. the Carbon never takes credit for the she's the virginal one, and that's why she didn't die. He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, no, just made a horror film and it's not that clever, to be honest. Like. Yeah, that's what I love about Carpenter. He, he always just goes, no, nah, it's making a scary movie, man. <laughs> so fucking laid back. People are like totally getting hidden meaning out of it and stuff. It's, yeah. Uh, it's always good when people do that. Yeah, I like when they asked him about the remix thing. He's like, well, you know, as long as I they keep cutting as a check and I can keep myself in beer and video games. <laughs> 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 you do that, sir. You enjoy yourself. <laughs> Uh, we meet Annie and Linda now, her friends, uh, PJ Souls and Nancy Loomis, and uh, Linda, of course, whose catchphrase is totally. Yeah, it's like a forced thing that they, they, they quickly drop from the film. Yeah. They're like, totally, totally, and they're like, nah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, Won't it is it. kind of annoying. <laughs> um, and Myers, at this point, is uh, it, it creeping around in the shadows and stalking everyone in his little car and stuff. Yeah, it's like the beginning of the the slow sort of reveal, uh, mm. which are like, you know, yeah. You see him in the car. You, you never quite see him fully. No, really. Nah. He, he's always there, and he's there like full body. You know, you can see him, just but, from a distance. Yeah. But it's like because it's just far enough out, you cannot quite pick out. Like I imagine, like when you very first saw this film without any knowledge, you were like, "What? What the fuck's wrong with his face?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't get that it's a mask immediately nah. at this point. Um, so yeah, it's re- it's really nice that, and and just I like the the slow build of the film. Yeah, totally, yeah. You know, the fact that it's not, like, like straight away and, like, demons like or anything. It's a slow, like... It's just classic, like, deliberate carpenter person. Like, it takes its time, but it's not boring. No. It doesn't drag. It just takes its fucking time getting yeah. the way it needs to go. I love the, the one of my favourite shots in the film, because, like, it doesn't have a... 
It's not used as a jump, it's just used to fucking unnerve people. When Laurie's walking away from the Myers house, mm. and Myers' shoulder just slowly comes into frame and watches her walk away mm. for what seems like 30 seconds or something. Yeah, yeah, it's really Such cool. a creepy show. It's cool that, like, he just fixates on her for no reason at all, really, at this point. In the film. Yeah. Yeah, just because she came to the house. It's essentially yeah, because the first person he saw come to the house. Yeah, because like, this is before the the fucking sister storyline and mm. stuff. So yeah. Laurie starts seeing Myers all over at this point, like outside of school, and then outside of a house, like watching her from behind some washing, which is really freaking. Cool. Yeah, that's quite a good uh, shot, like through the window and the, the washing flaps, and then he disappears, like when she turns her head or something. Uh, they're on the way to babysit now, Annie and Laura and uh, Laurie in the car. Uh, they stop at uh, Annie's dad, who's a sheriff of the town, and uh, they break in in the shop, which is, you know, this is where it's telling you where Maya's got the rope, the knife, and the mask from. Yeah, it's a quick establishing sort of thing. Again, yeah. it doesn't spend too long. It's also interesting that, like, he says he, he stole masks, doesn't he? But they never, like, did I think he does say mask. Does he? Just mask. Because I always think that as well, but I think it is just, just mask. mask. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. that was one of the things, I'm not going to go into it too much. But that was one of the things Rob Zombie gave as his reasoning for wanting to do the remake. And I don't like how he just had the mask. I'm like, no, he didn't. He stole it from the shop. You just weren't paying attention. <laughs> and then on his comedy, though, he goes, I didn't like how he just stole the mask. I'm like, why? Mm. <laughs> why? Yeah. Like, why not? Just- like, in his version, it doesn't have any fucking relevance to him anyway. No. Yeah, it's just something that he finds, basically. Yeah. But the it, boyfriend has? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this bit where they drive away. Loomis arrives, so the characters like crisscross without ever meeting until right at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then Myers in the background. Yeah, this is the shot where it just keeps in him. I'm sure the first time I saw, it, I didn't even notice that. Mm. I was just like, "This is a long shot." And then the second time, I'm like, ah, oh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's good timing and everything, isn't it? It, oh, it flows really yeah. like naturally because obviously there would have had to be like everyone was on the marks to do the scene so that the car yeah. would go by in time and yeah, it's nicely put I together. I wouldn't be surprised if it went on for slightly longer than it was supposed to because you can bet they weren't shutting down the street. No. For, as a in small independent film yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, there's a lot of uh, probably, like, filming without permits going on in this film as well. Oh, most likely, like, yeah. the, like, bits when they're in the car, and they'll have filmed oh, yeah. it, like, really underhandedly. Like, yeah, we'll most, just most get you, have, you have to when you're on a <laughs> yeah. low budget. Oh, but just before this, sorry, um, there was the scene in the graveyard where mm. Loomis says that Judith Myers' headstone's missing. Yeah, yeah. And he gives the great line, He came home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that story that the uh, groundskeeper's telling where he just cuts them off and you don't hear the end of the story. That's quite funny. And he went out to the garage. He got himself a hacksaw. And then he went back into the house and he kissed his wife and his two children goodbye. And then he proceeded... Where are we? Uh, Huh? Oh, uh, it's uh, right over here. Loomis and uh, Brackett are at the Myers house. Mm, Doing a stakeout. Yeah. Yeah. Bon Appetit. <laughs> English humour. <laughs> to quote Cannibal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they find a dead dog. Cause <laughs> just thinking about that line now. Yeah. Uh, they find a dead dog because uh, apparently Michael got hungry. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I wonder, like, yeah, they never really say why there's a dead dog. Like, did he torture it because he tortures animals, or was he literally mm. eating it? Like, well, he does say, like, could have been a, um, what did a, he say? Like an animal or something. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's probably supposed to have ate it. Yeah. She does say. And, you know, I, I always forget about this, but actually, because I gave Rob Zombie loads of shit because Michael Myers eats a dog in Halloween 2. Mm. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, he does eat one in the first mm, one. Yeah. But you just don't fucking see it. You don't need to see it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's implied it is enough. And then you get. Uh, Pleasance is probably the finest bit in the film, where he tells the backstory about how we met him and 
how he couldn't be reached, and he's got the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Seems to me you're just plain scared. Yes. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. And then it's capped off nicely with a, a jump scare. Or does yeah. the jump scare come before? I can't remember. No, um, no I, think, I think it comes just before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just a... I don't know, it's always good that like scenes like that keep you like all over the place because you, know, you don't know whether it relaxes or not. And mm-hmm. Yeah, and I always use that line to describe me cat when he's on catnip. <laughs> <laughs> Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. <laughs> it pops in my head every time he's looking at us like he wants to kill us. <laughs> Uh, Laurie and Annie now uh, on the phone having a girly chat because you know they're bored babysitting and mm. all that jazz Annie spills butter on herself so decides to just take all her clothes off because it's a slasher movie <laughs> yeah gotta, gotta get the quarter in a little bit more boobage no, no. whilst Myers is outside touching himself <laughs> <laughs> being uh, like itchy the killer or something <laughs> yeah wanking the plant <laughs> um, around this point he kills another dog strangles an Alsatian yeah it's grim it's grim mm. it's, all, it's a testament uh, you know less is more oh, yeah. the, the fact that you don't see it uh, and like you just see it's like little legs go limp <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, oh, it's, quite, it's quite grim isn't it yeah, yeah. And, uh, but over the road Tommy sees the boogeyman because these friends were teasing him at school about the boogeyman's going to get him on Halloween and mm. he, every time he sees Myers he thinks it's the boogeyman no one believes him it's the classic boy who cried wolf mm. type of shit isn't it? yeah yeah it's like a slow build like to a running gag throughout the film which works quite well yeah. mm-hmm. and of course uh, in a nice bit of unintentional foreshadowing the thing from another world's on TV mm. so it's funny in it like I don't know, if you didn't know anything about it, about this film, you'd assume, like, that bit is because he made the thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If you weren't a Carpenter fan and you didn't, you knew that, you know, but obviously... You didn't know which one before. came first. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, oh, it's obviously because he, he, he made that film. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I like how the commentary, like, mentions that's his own private copy of the film as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and he said, he's trying to come up a format, he can't think of it himself, but the format <laughs> that came before VHS and Betamax, like, a big format, yeah. it was ridiculous, so it was from his own private collection. I just like little bits of information like that. <laughs> yeah. Annie uh, goes to the laundry room. I love the little shot where just you can barely make out Myers behind the door, watching through mm. like the netting and stuff. Yeah, just very subtle. There's a lot of that going on in the film where it's just there, and if you weren't paying attention, you'd miss it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it is a bit. Um, when she's on the phone later, and you see him, he, the camera pans and then pans back, and he's standing at the open door. Mm. And then next time it pans, he's gone. Mm. I always think that scene would be better without a music sting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's scarier if you don't notice it, then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, there he is. Mm, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, it's weird, like, didn't this film, like, have very little music in it originally? I think as well. That's, like, part of the, the trivia. Like, he originally cut the film with minimal music, and when it went with test audience, they didn't like it. So I he, think like, it was just, like, he just it was just a rough version without score. Yeah, then he, and then he like, went and, like, cut the score in, like, a couple of days or something. Mm. I think. Usually what he does for most of these films, he always does the scores really quick. Yeah. Which is amazing, considering how fucking good they mm. are. I mean, they're always quite minimalist anyway. Yeah. 
but they're always really friggin' memorable and catchy. Mm. I do like the bit though um, in the laundry room. Like, I think is it just before she goes to the laundry room, or is it as she gets out? But there's a lot of camera angles. Um, I don't know. It feels like Myers is going to jump out basically. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's obviously the whole point in the the laundry room uh-huh. scene. Like, like yeah. you think she's going to get murdered there and then. Mm. Um, and I think that like really would build the suspense if you didn't know what happened. You, like, because you, you you think she's going to die like any second. Yeah. And and it kind of drags you out for a bit. It's cool. That, mm. yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And of course, the the bit that's like once again just Carpenter like ramping up the tension is like she goes and drops the kid she's babysitting Lindsay off at uh, Laurie's house. Mm. Because she's going to go pick up her boyfriend. So she walks all the way to the car, tries to open it. It's locked. She goes, oh, fuck, I forgot the keys. Walks all the way back to the house. Mm. You're waiting all the time for something to happen. When mm. she walks back, she doesn't even realise that the door's open when she opens the door. I always love that little touch as mm. well. That she's just not even thinking. She's not realised why she went to get the keys in the first yeah, place. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then, of course, notices the windows are all fogged up and you can hear faint breathing and then everyone shits the pants. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a really grim death, and it's not like this film has barely any blood in it at all. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think whether that's a reaction to like uh, Thingamajig assaulting Precinct Thirteen, it, it could be. Like, he was worried that he didn't want to get people like uh, to discuss in this film because, yeah, that you know. Yeah. Let's be honest. That scene in Assaulting Precinct Thirteen with the ice cream truck and the little kids still really fucking disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that put people uh, like off Carpenter films probably for life. Like, like after, well, after so Salt and Pre- I think Salt and Precinct Pre- have been the first Carpenter film I saw. I was watching it with my mum when I was probably like seven, mm. and I've, that shocked the fuck out of me when I first mm. saw that because I was like, "That's not supposed to happen in films." <laughs> yeah, like kids are safe in films. Kids usually. aren't supposed to be shot. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really like disturbing scene. Mm. Like, just her getting strangled for what feels like fucking five minutes. The only thing that, as a, as a criticism, is that, like, I, I do kind of hate the face triples, to be honest. What, with the eyes? Yeah, like the cross-eyed thing. Like, oh, okay. kind of like it, it kind of plays off as a little bit comedic for me. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, I don't know, whenever I say it, I snigger. I just go like, mm, I, kind of, I just wish she hadn't pulled that face. Yeah. Of, like, um, I don't know, like, fucking drunk Jackie Chan or something face. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk Jackie Chan, that's what, what we're describing. That's what it makes us think of. Uh, uh, it's just like, uh, but the rest of it's like awesome. It's on point, and it has that weird, like, almost seventies esque, like, sound going on. You know where, like, I think like Alien has it when like the girl at the end's getting killed and stuff, where they're like they're like doing the sound but right into the mic. Oh, it's just big. It's just. ADR basically they've had to dub it all on later yeah but I don't know like, it kind of works though oh, it it, does, it's, yeah. it's like an effect that makes it wor- way worse than it actually is like when yeah. it, it's above the soundtrack yeah. you know like them just fucking dying because it um, just has that like really like just you know sh- f- like, record it in a studio instead of a car type of yeah, sound to it yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah it just makes it like way more hot hitting I did yeah. note as well this is the 50-55 minute mark because it's first on screen kill since the opening hmm yeah, it's it's not like I mean, what is it? Is it four people that die in total, including the guy in the uh, in the pickup truck where he gets yeah. his boiler suit? I suppose I'm I was going to I was going to mention that yeah because that's really the only bit like, that guy's got a bit of blood on his chest. Mm. That's kind of the only really bloody bit in the film. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, except then, for like Jamie Lee Curtis's arm when she gets cut at the end. Yeah, yeah. Tommy sees Myers carry Nancy, which is a creepy fucking shot and I love how it's like the soundtrack from Forbidden Planet is scoring that scene and makes it even creepier <laughs> yeah it's like the weird sci-fi yeah. soundtrack and shit yeah. and just the, the slowness of it like he's like dead mat- he's just going about his business yeah you know like Michael Myers he's just like I'll just carry this dead body into the house yeah 
And no one's going to know because it's fucking Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, nice little scene where uh, Loomis is hanging around outside the Myers house just waiting for Michael to come back and little kids are daring each other to go knock at the door so yeah. fucking he just torments them get yeah. your ass away from there <laughs> I love the way he actually says your ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> proper cause American yeah. Um, yeah and it's it's nice like I don't think I've ever really uh, although it's kind of obvious I never really picked up on like the, the clear intent that it's supposed to be like a bit of a comedy scene because he's yeah. he's scaring them but then the cop scares him <laughs> he scares a fellow he's yeah. reacting he's like oh you bastard <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's a nice little like comedy scene without it being like you know blatantly comedy to break the tone of the film or anything. Mm. But a, a light a light bit of relief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would have been better if he was like, "Hey, Lonnie, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass away from there, you son of a bitch!" Suppose full metal on him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bracken accidentally scares the fuck out of Loomis, and um, then we get meet Linda again and her boyfriend Bob going for a shag. Going for a shag <laughs> in the house where Annie was, which is now empty, mm. and they don't uh, even like you know give a shit where the friend is or anything. Even though no. it's psychopath in the house, yeah, they know. don't know that. Though. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Evident when they're just dry humping each other on the couch, and I love that when it just pans out. Myers is just like, "Oh, he's just so gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, "I will pick my moments." He's like, "I cannot wait to kill you too." <laughs> I could just jump on the parries and stab yeah. you right now, but uh. crush your skulls. But I'm gonna wait. <laughs> Yeah. I do like uh, I made note of uh, the the pumpkin in the bedroom. Don't know why mm. this this caught my imagination. Like, did the was the pumpkin there already, or did, or did they bring it up? Yeah. Did they bring it up? Did they light the pumpkin? I don't, it just seems mm. like a lot when when you're planning on just going and having sex. Like, bringing and lighting a pumpkin seems like a lot of forethought. Yeah, they don't give a fuck that it's Halloween. <laughs> they just got they just care they got an empty house. There should be like a deleted scene where Bob's like, No no no, we've got it we've got to do it traditional and she's like waiting there bored while he carves a Halloween for forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and just like he's like, Okay, I'm ready. She's like, Fuck off, how about that? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for yeah. sleep now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going, yeah, fuck off. Uh, but yeah, they're shagging, the camera slowly pushes in and then you see Maya's shadow pass. I love that. Mm. Such a good shot. Yeah. Like you think you think, Oh god, it's just gratuitous like Shots of people shagging, then no, there's a payoff for my, my, uh, my a shadow in the yeah, background. Yeah, just getting his perv on. It certainly is. I think that's maybe why he decided not to kill me. He's like, well, I'll, I'll hang around, see what's happening first. Yeah, I'll see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get two iconic kills in a row here. You get Bob getting knifed to the wall with the ear, still eerie as shit, head, not, like, head cocking thing, where he looks at it from hmm. side to side. And it's like, did, did Fr- I guess Friday the 13th stole from that, really? Because, uh, yeah. like, Jason Coxie's had a lot, right? In the films. Uh, or maybe I've imagined it more than it happens, but it's a, there's a few occasions where he kind of does that when he sees Well, something. I mean, you know, you can you can fucking thank Halloween for all the Friday the 13th, generally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it gets to the end with the fucking revealing of all the bodies in different places, Friday the 13th used that like every fucking film. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And the great, uh, you know, it shows that Michael Myers isn't just a big dumb killing machine because he has the, you know, idea to dress up as a ghost with Bob's glasses on, mm. which is... Probably the creepiest bit of the film. Yeah, and just a, a great bit when the fucking music kicks in. Yeah. You yeah. know, she's on the phone. Well, I mean, before we get to it, you know, she's all, like, into it at first, and she's like, mm. oh, say, say anything you like, and she gets immediately frustrated. Um, like, you wouldn't be immediately freaked out. She's like, whoa, he's, yeah. he's really fucking playing into this this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking, I guess he really does like Halloween. <laughs> yeah. um, but just when she gets on the phone, and then they're done. Dead end. Dead end, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh my god, that's like yeah. horror classic right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, she phones Laurie, obviously, but all Laurie hears is like what she assumes at this point are sex noises. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "We day man, fuck off." Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a cool idea, though. Again, like you know, boy who cried wolf. It's such yeah. a, it's such an easy thing to do in a horror film, mm-hmm. but it's it's finding like cool ways to do it. Oh, like, definitely. That, that yeah. idea, yeah. <laughs> and the next scene where like uh, Jimmy Curtis thinks something's going on here. Like, something's not right. She doesn't necessarily know there's a fucking serial killer on the loose, but she checks the kids. And I think the scene where she's slowly walking over to the house is, like, the best scene in the film. Mm. But fucking just... Because te- you know what's in the house. The audience knows, but you don't... You think she's just going to walk straight into it, and it's tense as shit. Yeah. Even, like, you know, I've seen it a million times, but it still gets a good reaction out of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, just... It's, there's, like, wind going on and stuff, and there's leaves. Mm-hmm. It's a nicely done little bit, yeah. And it just takes its time to just build up as much much tension as possible. Mm. Yeah, Jimmy Lee Curtis is in the comedy that, like, when she first saw it in uh, in uh, cinema with, like, a packed crowd and stuff, she was like, this is the scene where I thought it was, like, where, you know, really gets good. Mm. And then she just said some woman in the audience just screamed at the top of her lungs, don't go in there. <laughs> I was like, I would love to be the horror screen and then I just don't think you get them anymore, though. No. no. People are too jaded, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's it's all been done, hasn't it? And yeah, it's true yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. Everyone, everyone knows that the monster's under the bed, behind mm. the door, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Loomis eventually finds Myers' car that he's parked around the corner somewhere. Yeah, I do laugh that, like, he's been stood there, like, presumably for quite a while. And it, yeah, then it, he just goes, oh, bollocks, straight there. <laughs> it's like, could, it not, could he not have just gone for a little walk to have a cigarette or something and then yeah. seen it? He, like, just turns around and goes, oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she gets in the house, and this is where the... Um, I was saying the Friday the 13th, well, what would become the Friday the 13th trademark of victims trussed up, hidden in cupboards, being on display and stuff. Mm, and probably like awesome House of Horrors. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. In the awesome iconic shot of, like, uh, Annie in, on the bed with the Judith Myers tombstone and stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, I don't know, it's, they never really go into that either, do they? You know, the tombstone and mm. uh, it, it, there's a lot of, like, you could read into, like, why is he killing them and, like... Did he kill her and, like, fixate on the fact that that was supposed to be Judith? And, like, why did he place the headstone there? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. It's interesting. I, it, like, like we sort of already touched on, like, Carpenter was like, fuck it, probably just looked cool and it was scary. Yeah, probably. But you could read into it, like, why has he done all that? And why did he Why did he steal the, the headstone in the first place? Yeah. And then, like, drag it all the way and put it in that bedroom and lay her he out like al- that? Yeah, you could almost look that he's just trying to recreate his sister's death yeah but just yeah. countless times because people keep he keeps coming across new people and he's like I'll do it again <laughs> yeah. that was fun <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll keep doing it fuck it um, yeah and the amazing slow reveal of Myers in the dark which is yeah. amazing and just the, so so simple but it's just creepy as fuck yeah and the, the breathing and stuff and it's mm. it's not overly played on either you know, yeah. like the breathing kind of fades in. I mean, it did. It does when he kills uh, Jeff or whatever. He sticks mm. him to the wall. You, like that, yeah. they use it then. That you mm. know, you slowly hear the breathing, but it's the same. Yeah, you, like you slowly hear the breathing. Then that the just a shot of the mask fading in. So it's yeah, great, great stuff. So like. Good. And like when she falls down the stairs, and then he just appears as a silhouette at the top mm. of the stairs, and just comes like bombing down, terrifying. Like. It's nasty. That fall is nasty as well. Like it is. Yeah, you can see why she would have buggered her leg in. Yeah, and again. It, S- simple and obvious, but it sets up the fact that she cannot escape from him too well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get like, you know, the typical damsel in distress moment where she like, for some reason, falls over outside, but she's got a, she's got a bum angle. Of course, mm. she would fall over. Yeah, she's just bloody fallen like 
<laughs> ten foot down the stairs, and yeah. it's not like a roll down the stairs. She falls yeah, she over backwards. Yeah, yeah, like and she falls like over the you know the high bit of the stairs. Mm, she, like, literally pretty fall. much arse and ankle first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was just, um, but I think this is the bit that really started freaking us out when I first saw it as a kid. The bit where she's trying to get in the house and yeah. Myers is just slowly walking towards yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, and, and no. like a twatty neighbours. <laughs> Yeah, I've been down to the dragon where like Angela Mao's like, let us in. She's like, fuck off, shut yeah. the windows. I hate that shit. <laughs> like, just you can get away with it in Halloween because people just go, oh, it's fucking stupid kid playing a prank. Mm, yeah. See, that's why we don't call it trick or treat over here. <laughs> yeah. Because it's too rough. You can't get away with shit like that. No. <laughs> you see someone getting stabbed outside in Halloween, they're probably getting stabbed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a prank. Although, weirdly though, like, oh, because well, we'll talk about it now, fuck it. Isn't it weird, like, how when we were kids, we didn't go door like this is probably just a fucking northeast thing, but we didn't go door to door asking for fucking sweets. No, no, was we went asking for fucking money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was uh, literally money that we wanted. And, like, I mean, I was Stacy laughs, but like, I, I didn't have pumpkins. Pumpkins was too rich for my blood. Fucking, we had turnips. <laughs> yeah, turnips. It was like a rite of passage when you're a kid. When yeah, you carve that fucking turnip till your fingers bleed. <laughs> like the yeah. worst vegetable to carve out hollow yeah. ever. Like, no, just give you a slab of fucking granite. <laughs> No wonder people use pumpkins. Yeah. It's all fleshy and easy to carve. Fucking it just up. honestly seemed, though, because like, you can get pumpkins re- they're readily available. Now. It just seemed like back then that you just couldn't. Probably like an old man story. I didn't see a pumpkin until <laughs> I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day, we had fucking turnips on out. Back in my day, Halloween was in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then over the past like 10 years, I've noticed that like kids come to the door on Halloween and say trick or treat and like, they expect sweets. I'm like, What's about these youngins? Spewed air making the trade. That's it. It's just that's Britain for you, though. Like, <laughs> get get out there and start earning. <laughs> hey, when I was a kid, like one, I think probably the last time I ever went door to door and asked for shit. Mm. Like what made me mate were like, tell you what, just for a laugh, let's say trick or treat and see what they say. Because mm. you know we'd normally do the sky's blue, grass is green, penny for Halloween. Yeah. So we said trick or treat at the most random house, and they gave us sweets. We're like, what a fucking stroke of luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sweets, man. It's a total thing now, though. Like, oh yeah, it's totally Americanized over here. Yeah, now. Yeah, crazy. Unless that was just you know probably just our little shitty town. Go see tampons. Probably. You're like, hey, you got a penny for Halloween? Are you white? I'll only give you money if you're white. Yeah, take that mask off. <laughs> oh, the popular brain. Sky is blue, the grass is green. Give some money, I'll put your windows. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I really fucking here's a five. I fuck off. Yeah, they're like, genuinely. They're like, you would better give them money. Get some more. <laughs> I'll be back in 15 minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get the scene where she's, uh, she stabs him with a knitting needle right in the neck. Mm. I love how quick he just drops. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool that it's the beginning of like her character. Actually, she's not a damsel in distress. Now she kicks fucking ass, pretty much. She just keeps bloody getting up. And, you know, she acts scared. Uh, but it's definitely important to note that she... I mean, when she runs across the street, she's screaming. Oh, yeah. But rightly so, she's just seen her fucking, uh, all her friends brutally murdered. Um, mm. But then from that point on, she, she doesn't scream like a lunatic. No. She, like, she's freaked out and she's whimpering and like upset, but she never like screams and puts her, her, face on, uh, her hands on her cheeks or anything. No, not at all. Uh, so it's, it's just an underplayed, cruel performance, really. Mm. Like, for, for, for the standards of those days, you would expect her to just be like screaming and tripping on things and like, mm. you know, waiting for the man to come rescue her. 
Yeah, totally. So it's it's always annoying when people like talk about now about oh you know women fucking women can do things in films and and I think well they've been do- you know we've said this before but they've been doing it forever you know there's oh, al- yeah. there's, there's yeah. always been strong women in, in films. It's, it's just that if it doesn't take place in the mainstream in a big fucking budget Hollywood movie it didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like what was fucking joke about WWE with the like stuff they tout has been a first time thing it's like this has been happening all over the world for 30 years you pricks didn't do it that's the only that's the only reason you said it's new <laughs> totally um, but yeah the awesome bit where it's just trapped in the closet and he's fucking smashing his way through that's still like the whole like I said the whole last 20 minutes still holds up as, even, even though like I said I've seen it millions of times but it still gets a reaction out of it yeah, yeah. stabs him with a knife awesome bit where she's sitting and just out of focus you see him Essentially, which I didn't put two and two together until like they mentioned it on OSW Review one time that when Undertaker sits up, it's just the Michael Myers spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. I never put it together. That's where he got it from. Yeah, yeah it probably is, the, isn't it? So creepy, though, when he just out of focus sits up and slowly turns his head. Hmm. And it's at this point you've got to start wondering, like, is the guy even human? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Kind of the first. I mean, it was probably done a couple of times in like old sci-fi B-movies in the 50s and 60s, but this is the start of like the unstoppable killer who mm-hmm. won't die and keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. Of course, Loomis turns up just in time, just before she pulls um, the mask off, and we'll get Tony Moran of all the five seconds. Uh, I, d- I did see a total, uh, a cool um, bit of trivia about this, uh, about mm-hmm. a lot of people at the time of seeing the film uh, were either seeing a carpenter or seeing in interviews. Or, that he looked disgusting. Yeah, like yeah. When, when the killer's unmasked, he has like a horribly disfigured face. Yeah, I think I thought that when I first saw yeah. it as well. But actually, he, he has like a cut on his eye like mm-hmm. from supposedly, he gets a coat hanger in the eye or something, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, he doesn't have any prosthesis on at all. He's no, just got no. a bit of makeup on, like a red round his eye. Just um, pulling the face, pretty much. But like Carpenter says that like that's the power of like suggestion in films that like, of course, yeah. people People have built in their mind that he's like this horrible creature in the mind. So when you finally see his face, he's like he has to be this horrible thing, but he's not actually. He's just a bloke. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's cool. It's just a really cool bit of uh, trivia. That it's also another weird thing. Like it's totally opposite side of it. Uh, boobs, but the bit where Pedro Souls drops the sheet and says, "Say anything you like." Mm. You see, like a nipple for like for two seconds, and then mm. they sort of drop out of frame. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was sure she was just sitting... Like, when I remembered it afterwards, she was just sitting there and you got a full view, but it's just that power thing. Like, I saw boobs. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's just the suggested sort of thing that you see. Yeah. yeah. Then Loomis turns up, uh, shoots him, uh, he flies over the balcony, and we'll get our favourite 70 sound effect ever. <laughs> As I wrote, of course, Scooby-Doo noise. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, you can't even fucking replicate it with your mouth, can you? No, <laughs> no, it's because it's like it's it's gravel being crunched. As yeah, well. essentially, yeah. Yeah, there's like a whole, there's a few different noises going on. Like probably like if if it's like one of those Star Wars noises, it's like it's a dolphin being like pushed down a flight of stairs, <laughs> 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 like somebody eating biscuits. And, like, a car starting. And that's the sound of, like, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. You're like, fuck me. <laughs> like, how? Why? I want to be a sound guy. They must have amazing lives. I would love that job. Yeah. <laughs> Just go around Just recording shit. Creating fucking mad noises and shit. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I always assume that's a Scooby-Doo noise where there's, like, there's gravel being crunched, somebody making a noise, and somebody punching a cushion or something. Yeah, So yeah. Th- there's, like, three or four different things all happening at once. To me, it's just the fucking Philo Bedo fight noise when anyone falls over and <laughs> everyone's yeah. loose. <laughs> yeah, totally. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. 
such a good final line there. Great payoff. Great, yep. like it's not forced on you. The whole boogeyman thing. The kid says yep. it a few times, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just just that ending bit when it's like, as a matter of fact, it was. You know, yeah, like, chills. Get, then, a, get a bit of goosebumpage. I think mm. whenever whenever he says it, I'm always like, oh, it's a good line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the best ending, which you know, like I said, first time I watched it, I was like, oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> when he looks and he's gone, and the music kicks in, and the look on his face, like, oh God! And then just to breathe on. Yeah, and, and yeah. like the shots of like where he's been throughout the night and stuff like where is he now type mm. of thing and the breathing gets louder it's the, one of the best horror movie endings ever mm. yeah and as much as like Halloween 2's I'll get on Halloween 2 in a second because I watched it straight afterwards oh, did you? I did had a double bill yeah oh, um, I'm probably going to watch it like in the next few nights mm. Halloween 2 uh, yeah. because like as much as it's okay it's, it's alright mm. it just like the fact there's a sequel ruins this ending I, yeah. like the fact, I would like to imagine it's just that's where like who the fuck knows what happened next yeah definitely yeah, it's, that is the unfortunate thing about sequels sometimes yeah. like sometimes film endings are so perfect that like you just don't need a sequel and it's just it's almost it, but it is in a way when you think about it it's classic Carpenter mm. leaving the door open but not necessarily for a sequel like look at the ending of The Thing or The Fog yeah, yeah like, I mean? you, you and They Live as well yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah I always forget like that you know Halloween Two was a, is a, like a proper Carpenter film. I always think it's like totally nothing to do with them. But well, he didn't he didn't direct it. But no, he, but he, he wrote, like, it, wrote and yeah. produced it, didn't he? Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. And yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like I don't know. I just in my mind for some reason I always kind of feel like it's not it's nothing to do with him at all. But yeah, it was just up up to three, and then he had nothing to do with him really, apart from getting the credit for writing the original theme, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I was supposed to mention the uh, extended TV version, which I, I'm not sure if it's on any of the... It's on, like, the first Anchor Bay version I got, but I think now it's just always included as, like, extra scenes. But mm. you can't get a version that's just the full extended TV version. It basically just adds stuff to the opening 10 minutes. Yeah, well, why was that again? I saw this... Was it, it was just, for just TV? The, it, was, but... it was just for the TV premiere, like, lengthen it. So it fit a time slot, or mm. probably as well. They normally do this to, if they're going to have to censor violence out to right. fill in to fill up time. Like that's why you get some TV versions in America that have deleted scenes in the back in them. Yeah, because they're cutting out like three, four minutes out of the. Film. Yeah, so they've yeah. got to make the time up. Yeah, because yeah, pre- yeah, I mean it's bang on one one hour thirty, isn't it? This film. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's quite a short. Well, by today's standards, it's a short film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the TV version of the scenes or anything? I don't, no, I don't think they have. Yeah. All it adds is basically, like, after the opening, j- straight after he's unmasked and they're like, Michael, and it pans back. Mm. It cuts to, like, um, I think it's supposed to be a few years later, with, like, Loomis in front of a committee and, like, yeah, they're arguing about, like, you know, him being put away and blah, 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 and all mm. that stuff. <laughs> and then he um, goes to see Michael, who's in Because they shot all this when they were filming Halloween 2, so... Mm. They were filming flashback scenes anyway, so they filmed, like, with the same actor who plays young Michael in Halloween 2 and stuff. Mm. He says, hey, you, th- you think you've got them all fooled, but you haven't fooled me, type of thing. <laughs> and there's a few more scenes with uh, Laurie and uh, Annie and Linda and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and because they were filming Halloween 2 at the time, there's a scene just after he escapes where Loomis views his room, and his room smashed to bits, and on the back of the door he scraped sister with a knife. Mm, so like the, tie-in. The yeah. retconned it, so the sister thing would be in the first film mm. as well. But yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see like a longer version of Halloween. Yeah. None of the stuff needs to be there, but it's interesting all the same. I wonder if it, uh, like you said, if it is on one of the releases or anything. Or like I said, it... the only one I know of is on like the first Anchor Bay. I think it's probably in the American one as well, but like the first Anchor Bay release over here. Yeah. But I think from then, I like on the on the Blu-ray, it's just it's, it's just a separate section of TV scenes. Mm. So I don't know if the full versions because there was a big Blu-ray box that came out a couple of years ago. I don't mm. know if it's on there. But yeah, other things, I mean, the score. Okay, what else can you say about the score? It's a, it's the Carpenter <laughs> score, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, classic. 
Um, like, it, I mean, there's there's only like what six seven minutes of music throughout mm. the entire film. Yeah, you know, there's not a huge range of music, mm. uh, but it's used really well and sparingly. Yeah, and that theme essentially became the you know it became synonymous with the day. Never mind the film. Mm. Like you think Halloween, you think of that theme. Yeah, and of course, can't go without mentioning Dean Cundey's cinematography because, like I said, when my favourite look for movies is Carpenter yeah. directing and Dean Cundey's doing cinematography. That's just how movies should look to me. Yeah, like almost like for all massive, obviously massive John Carpenter fa- fan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm not sure if I'm more of a John Carpenter fan or more of a Dean Cundey fan. Like, awesome, yeah, because yeah, I think his. I really like the look of film of his of John Carpenter's films. But mm. when I look at the films that I really like the look of, it, it's obviously like everyone that Dean Cundey did, like The Thing and The Fog and mm. stuff. It's a very particular look. You look at films Dean Cundey did with other directors; they don't look like John Carpenter movies. True, because like like the uh, Hook, for instance, like mm. Back to the Future. I think yeah, that's another Back one. Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, um, you can sometimes tell it's Dean Cundey because he's lighting sometimes, but. Yeah. It's not like it looks like a John Carpenter movie. They're just a great fucking team, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, yeah, probably lightens the big thing with them. It's it's strange, like Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. as well. And like, there's just times in that film where things look so precise and sharp. Yeah, and it's just because of the way he he lights scenes. Uh, yeah. Um, but as for Halloween too, like I said, it's fine. Mm. I like I like you know it's one of those things we always like. It takes place exactly where Halloween leaves off. So. Mm. You could edit them together as one film if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, it's not many films that do that usually. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't uh, remember anything about it. To be honest, it's been a while. That's, I'll enjoy watching it again. It's essentially like set in the hospital. Mm. So Jimmy Lee Curtis' character gets taken to hospital, and Michael Myers finds her in the hospital. That's essentially it. Mm. And it's just you know, it's it's just it's more violent. There's more nudity in it to mm. keep up with the films of the time and stuff. Yeah, um, it's just the amusing thing, and you know, like they always mention him in the first one, the guy they're trying to set Laurie up with Ben Tramer. Yeah. It's just funny when you find out what happens to him in the second one. <laughs> it's just funny. I'll not spoil it if you can't remember it. No, I can't. So, yeah, I look forward to it. It's just funny how they pair that off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like I said, I always appreciate a sequel that's like, bam, here's what happened exactly where we left off last mm. time. Sometimes it's a bad idea, but, you know. Yeah. That's uh, Halloween. It's an absolute classic. And uh, it's all, that's all we need to say, really. We yeah. could have just, just started this review went, it's Halloween. Go watch it. It's amazing. But, yeah. You know. Like that's all you need to really say about it. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, we are massive fans of slasher films. Mm. It gave rise to the slasher genre in many, many ways. Um, mm. Well, know, it's, like, yeah, it started pretty much. Yeah, it's it's set up the the like the blueprint basically for that. Sort I mean, of film. you could. Uh, there's always an argument whether Halloween started or Friday the Thirteenth started because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, without Friday without Halloween, you wouldn't have Friday the Thirteenth. But I think everyone was aping Friday the Thirteenth after Friday the Thirteenth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like when you look at the styles, a lot of even though Friday the Thirteenth is just aping Halloween, it's weird how it works. But mm. I think it's always Friday the Thirteenth that people were trying to emulate. Yeah, but like yeah. I said, without Halloween, you wouldn't have Friday the Thirteenth. So. Yeah, and like the the, sam- the similarities are so easy to make between oh. you know the the characters in the end, you know Jason and the all the POV yeah. shots in the first Friday yeah. the Thirteenth straight out of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, where does it rank on your favorite Carpenter movies? Yeah, it's uh, an interesting question. Pro- I pro- guess we're, we're both the things number one. Yeah, I yeah, guess. the things an easy one. Um, Heart three, maybe. I'm trying to decide whether I like Escape from New York's two for me, mm. um, and then the thing, and and then like. 
Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China, maybe. It's fucking hard. Yeah, it? it is. It really is. Because I, I love the fog as well. Like, where and does they the fog, live and as they, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I just put them all at two? Basically, I'll have thing at one and the rest and a, at two. At one as well, like, there's always Starman people, like, not forget about, but don't mention because it's not horror or, like, an action horror type of thing that you did back then. But another one that I always forget about, and a lot of people do, Christine. It's, like, right mm. in the middle of all those. Yeah, yeah. I guess because yeah. it's like it's, it gets lumped in more with the Stephen King movies than a John Carpenter film. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to say Prince of Darkness as well. <laughs> oh, fuck of course. yeah, that's the that's the fucking dark horse in his filmography. It's mm-hmm. so good, Prince of Darkness. It's, it's so dark horse that like it, it it's just getting released now on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And I think in the UK it completely skipped a DVD release, or it had like a one-week no, release I've got, on, I've DVD. Got on DVD. Yeah, it's yeah. the same company that released They Live on DVD. It's just really rock hard to get, though. I reason. think yeah, I think like, I went out of print straight yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> No. So that is the show, pretty much, folks. Uh, get in touch if you want to talk about, uh, well, leave your comments about the Halloween movies. Next week, we're doing, not Halloween 2, as we said, we're going to take a look at Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the Dark Horse, the Red-Headed Stepchild, the odd one out of the series. Mm, which, you know, spoiler, I, I quite enjoyed, actually. Yeah, it's great, Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More than I thought I would. So until then, you keep it spooky, and uh, bye. See you then. See you in the pit. Uh, watch out for... Uh, <laughs> Men under your bed. Oh, no. Watch ha- out I'm for <laughs> Watch out for a John uh, fucking anemic William Shatner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at least a jaundice for some reason. <laughs> that, that's a different colour. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so bye. Bye to bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Stacy with Aness, the director of operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafu fm thanks for listening hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.